everyone. This is Lori Rubenstein, and it is November 2013. And this month, we are talking about forgiveness and politics. Is this an oxymoron? <laughs> That's the name of this tonight. So I did this topic of forgiveness because I really had some trouble, especially last month when the politicians, I'm calling it, went on strike, you know, but really I felt like they were having a temper tantrum and, you know, ran out and didn't do their job and didn't get along with anyone. And then all of a sudden there were people all over the country who were like, especially like children not getting fed, not getting their WIC program. There were people at NIH and other cancer treatment centers and healthcare centers not getting their needs taken care of, yet the politicians kept getting paid. So I was really, really pissy. And I realized if I'm angry like this and I'm frustrated, then other people must be too. And I was calling them vermin that are like out of control and spreading disease of unrest, dissatisfaction, frustration, fear, and anger. And was trying to get people to realize that we are like the pesticide that can work to get rid of these unwanted pests. And, you know, while the government is now back at work, and, you know, I use that term work pretty loosely, you know, we're left floundering with these ill feelings, she's shaking our head, shaking our head, you know, just an outrage that this is so ridiculous. And I know if you're listening to this, you totally get this, that these grown-ups can't work out solutions to the problems that they were hired to do. You know, it felt to me like there were a bunch of two-year-olds stamping their feet and saying, you know, listen to me, listen to me, rather than taking care of the country, you know, rather than really stepping up and being the solution problem solvers. I just was really sitting with this over the whole last month, and I went on a trip to Cabo and really, like, feeling into this and thinking more about this and realizing that it's really important for us to take charge of this, of how we feel about the situation and here's the deal. Like with anything else, we learn to live in peace with them or we literally eradicate them. <laughs> and whatever you choose to do, I encourage you to take some action that's in alignment with how you view your Congress people rather than feeling like a helpless victim, like they're doing this to us. The best thing we can do is take some action. And I was thinking a lot about the idea of voting for people that don't have our best interests at heart. And so I did all this research, of course, and, you know, while we can all get stuck in our positions, this side is right, that side is wrong, I think that really most people are waking up to the idea that there really is not that much difference between the sides and the parties and the positions and the promises and the broken promises. I mean, it's sort of the same story over and over again no matter what side you're on. And there's a danger, there's a very serious danger when we go into the space of us versus them. And yesterday I saw the movie about slavery, 12 Years a Slave. And 
you walk out of a movie like that just shaking your head in shock. You know, just how in the world could people be so cruel to other people? And we have genocide all over the world, so we know that this happens. We have slavery all over, yet the way it happens, I mean, I really do sort of understand this because we get into that we versus them mentality. So while we might not want to kill the person on the other side of the aisle in Congress or enslave them, there's still a piece of that that has to be healed is us versus them. So this might be a little bit of it, but when you take it to the extreme, you end up being able to shoot and kill other people. You end up being able to call people property, to rape people, to beat people. It's all about they are not like us. You know, it's us versus them. So, I mean, I think it's really easy to blame politicians for their behavior, yet when we're blaming them, we go back to that whole thing again, right, of, oh, I'm a victim. If I'm blaming them, then I'm still playing the role of being a victim. Yet, as a victim, you know, I'm handing my control over my life over to these people who feel to me sometimes like, the proverbial wolf guarding the hen house kind of idea. So I don't want to be a victim anymore, and I'm sure you really don't want to be a victim anymore either. So true strength really happens when we realize we're all one and we take our personal responsibility for this mess. When I was doing the research I was telling you about earlier, I found that even though there has been eight to 12%, this is so interesting, 8 to 12% approval rate over Congress in the last 50 years, we have a 90 and 91% re-election rate just this last year. And in the last 50 years, there's never been less than 80% of incumbents re-elected. Yet we bitch and complain, right, about them being elected. So what is going on and why aren't we taking action to get rid of the people that we say we don't trust, you know, we don't like, we don't respect? Maybe we are, in fact, forgiving. And in some of these polls, what people say is, you know, I don't like what Congress says as a whole. So when you look at this as a unit, I don't like that. But then they say, but I like my individual congressperson. I can forgive them. And somehow they're not making that connection that that person is part of a system that, you know, if you don't like the system, you have to get rid of all the people, not just pick and choose some of them. Well, that's one idea. You know, you might not really agree to that. But I think there's even a bigger issue behind that, and that is there's a lot of people that are so apathetic now that they're not even voting. So you have to look at yourself at that point. Now we have to forgive ourselves. Oh, my gosh, we're in this situation because not everybody voted, you know, because only 50% of the people in the United States actually vote. So what is the issue that you might need to forgive yourself for? Did you vote for an incumbent without knowing their record? Did you not vote at all? Have you not taken any steps to write to your congressperson and say, you promised this and I want you to abide by your promise? These are all let's say, boundaries or action steps that you can take so that you really don't feel like a victim. You know, you don't live in that place of anger and hurt and frustration. And taking action really is empowering. 
as is forgiveness. So one of the things I want to do today is to go through that four-step process of living with forgiveness and how it applies to this. And then I'm going to give you this really cool example of what I learned through this process. So step one is acceptance and acknowledgement of the truth. So here's an example. Your elected representative overspent, didn't do his or her job, didn't work within the budget, could not negotiate items that are vitally important to you, your country, and their constituents, okay? So step two, personal responsibility. Personal responsibility might look like this. Last time I voted for this person, I didn't do my homework or I didn't vote at all. I've been apathetic in taking responsibility for our elected officials, and I'm not doing my part in the process. All right, we can accept that. Step three, what are the gifts or lessons? Well, one of the gifts is that I realize that something happens to the majority of politicians as they rise to power. You know, their ego takes over. Even if they went into politics originally because it was something that they really cared about, It's that sort of idea of absolute power corrupts absolutely, and that's what comes to mind for me when I think about this. So being a representative should be an honor and should be treated with humility. And the gift for me is, you know, when I serve in some kind of capacity, when I'm helping other people out or I'm on a team or working in a company, I also need to act without ego, act from humility, and that leads me really right into the last step, the fourth step, which is gratitude. Ultimately, you know, we can all be grateful that we're part of this democratic system, that I can talk like this, you know, I can write articles like this without fear of persecution. I think that is an amazing blessing, and we're really fortunate that we can talk like this, we can write like this. And we can, in fact, vote out people who misbehave, who pander to selfish lobbying groups and toss aside the fate of our needy and our future generations. So that's how you would apply the four-step living with forgiveness process to this particular situation. But here's something that I did last week that I wanted to share with you. This is really cool. When I was talking about this issue last week, one of the things I thought of is, why is this making me so angry? You know, why is this driving me so crazy? And I know that when I get triggered or when any of us get triggered, it usually brings us back to something else, something that's inside of us that we don't like. And, you know, where I so do not want to look at myself as one of these politicians who don't do very well for our country and do all these things I was talking about earlier, I got this major aha when I asked the question, what's going on inside of me that's reflecting this pain back to me? And I was angry because they were also stuck in their position, sort of like little kids stomping their feet, doing this little dance of, listen to me, listen to me. You have to listen to my point of view. And I said, oh, where does that show up in me? Oh, my gosh, I'm always wanting my husband to understand and see things my way. And I can really see that. And then I went, oh, my gosh, that's how I am with my son. And then I was like, oh, no, with my daughter, with my mother, with my father. And it's like, seriously, this is something that shows up in me, and I do not like it. 
And the word of St. Francis literally came to me. You know that part about, dear Master, grant me that I not seek to be consoled as to console and that I not seek to be understood as to understand others. And I was like, oh, may I seek to understand. Okay, my personal responsibility in this is to heal inside of me, always wanting to get other people to understand me. So now I need to switch it around, turn it around, and start really looking at understanding other people, really doing that compassionate listening to what others have to say. So, you know, while I'm not responsible for the politicians, I am responsible for how I feel and how I act as a result of what they're doing. So I guess to just end this, I would say I don't want to feel like a victim of their poor behavior. I don't want to be a victim of anybody's behavior. So I am making a vow to take personal responsibility for my actions, for how I view and how I see the world. And the way I do that is by changing my own actions. So my goal now is to switch it up and start seeking to understand rather than to be understood. That's my piece in it. You need to decide what your piece is. So I hope you enjoyed these forgiveness teachings. This is Lori Rubenstein, and for more information, you may go to www.lorirubenstein.com or for more information on the topic of forgiveness, please purchase the book, Forgiveness, colon, Heal Your Path and Find the Peace You Deserve.